but in a variety. Um, in terms, not in terms of people, but in terms of things. And it's probably one of the original songs to deal with, um, what do I want to say? Status, not status, but, but like before hip hop was into bling, this song was into bling. It's a classic. So here is Marilyn Monroe, Diamonds Are a Girl's Best Friend. Ciao for now. French are glad to die for love. They delight in fighting duels. But I prefer a man who lives and gives expensive jewels. A kiss on the hand may be quite continental, but diamonds are a girl's best friend. May be grand, but won't pay the rental on your humble flat or help you at the automat. Men grow cold as girls grow old, and we all lose our charms in the end. But square cut or pear shape, these rocks don't lose their shape. Diamonds are a girl's best friend.
All right, here we go. So he's done his share of stalking, and now he's going to do even more stalking. And we are waiting for uh, one hour, 15 minutes, and 25 seconds when we will see full-on Bush with no Bush. Oh, it's, it's, it's now that's pretty twisted because it looks underage. Right? Cause yes, I, I and it's incestuous. You'll see. It's incestuous. Because it's the brother filming it. Well, he doesn't really do anything to her. She's making he's making her laugh and he's up close to her. We don't see something sexual, but it's just hinting at Right. And she's of age, but it's also the fact that it's shaved, it's awkward. It's the same thing as the movie short. This cons Well, film. I'm sure it's shaved to say I'm young. Alright, well this has been an exciting conversation and I hope we don't spend too much jail time on that. But uh, Okay, one hour, fifteen minutes and twenty five seconds. And there's nothing jaily about it. Yeah, because the, the brother and sister are confiding among each other about this scene. But she is naked in this lot. Yeah. And I guess it's on camera. Yeah. Oh, he's staring. Maybe this is the scene where he's staring. He has still has that same stare. Oi! Ba-wang! Twisted. Now... This is a great scene that changes the film right, and it's dynamic. Her. And I think for the worst, I think the film was doing fine up until now, but something very great is going to happen. And then I think the film goes downhill, but... And you? Are you happy? He's completely different. You know, everybody says so. Jenny, Jenny, there's some things that I think we should talk about. Do you want to suck me? Oh, you turned it off. No, I actually turned it up. I just played the whole thing. But, no, but she did, okay. Then she said, catch me if you can. Did you hear that line? Yeah, absolutely. She she goes, you want to suck me? Catch me if you can. Now, he freaks out. I know you've seen this film. I guess I'm. But it's been, I I didn't rewatch it this morning. I, 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 but I've seen it. When he came out, and I seen it when it was on video, and I've seen it uh, ever since then, here and there. And it's on YouTube now. Yeah. I like that. So basically, his, his twisted obsession has gotten him now to a, a point in which it's like a car chase. Oh, right. That's chase. pretty twisted. Well, these streets are curved, you know. That's a twisted uh, obsession. <laughs> Look, goes right. Oh, no, she's going left. <laughs> they really don't need this long a she's driving here she's driving there yeah. there's Eiffel Tower did you see Take it for any, a second maybe this is yeah maybe this is just like a big tax uh, fraud scam mm-hmm. people throw money into this film show the city well I mean by now we could have seen the payoff to this scene like okay we get it he's following her and it's for a distance 600 uh, filmmakers got paid to, to, to make this film in France let, wow. let it be uh, now we see Jeff Goldblum acting like he keeps cutting to his face as yeah. if he's trying to find her, trying to find her, trying to find her. It's a lot cheaper just to have a close-up of his driving face than actually show anything behind him or in front of him. Oh, I'm going to dodge. Oh, look out, an asteroid. Whoa, I'm making a face. That makes me think of Rat Think of Boo Boo. Boom! <laughs> Kapow! Oh, the BMW goes down. 
By the way, in this film, BMW was played by BMW. That is, that is really BMW. Yeah. Well. Now look, they didn't. I was wrong. The crash didn't happen. He's back on the road. But did he go to an island or something? Oh no, he just fantasized it. Well, she's gonna probably. There's the crash. Oh my God! European beer. Yeah, well, no, it was, um, it was, it was, uh, it was part of the foreshadowing. It was ironic to the film. It was Bush's baked bean. <laughs> Bush. <laughs> and the, yeah, it was bald friend. <laughs> there she is again. Yeah. The girl from the Crying Game. The woman from the Evening Star. Evening Star. Have you ever seen the Evening Star? Do you even yeah, know what the Evening Star sure. is? Is that that the, was good. That's the sequel to Terms of Endearment that premiered on New right, Christmas Day. Right, when the girls grown up, when they're grown up. Oh, yeah, because it was such a burning question. Like, I wonder what happened 10 years <laughs> later from that film. <laughs> I, they I mean, just wanted to make money. Well, they should turn it into a Broadway musical already. All right, forget the evening star. She was in Sleepy Hollow. She was in Chicken Run. Sleepy Hollow? Yeah, well, which chicken did she play? She played This is Tweety. <laughs> she was in Harry Potter, dude. She was in two Harry Potters. Oh, well, yeah, well, that's canon. You can't, you can't argue with that. That's, that's some kid's uh, dream okay, movie. Okay, so now he's in the hospital. Oh, he's having a twisted obsession dream. Because he had his accident. Monkey, mad monkey, tree, dream. So now we're meeting the nurse who will come into play later. Um Listen, Miranda Richardson, she was in uh, Harry Gobble's Fire, and she was in Harry's Head is Hollow. She's a true. I, I, I mean, she's great. I, I'm just, I'm, uh, I'm making light. Yeah, but that, she must, you could retire on Harry Potter, right? I mean, a whole generation, sure. well, a whole generation knows you now. Well, the first time I ever bumped into her and cared about her and noticed her was she, when she played the wife of Santa in Fred Claus. Oh, really? Was yeah, she, she was Mrs. the wife. Claus? It was all because of that scene in which, like, your son is a closet eater. And they're like, oh, no. And he goes, it's affecting our love life. Oh. And then Fred starts going, hey, you got some problems there, Santa? <laughs> Do you remember that scene? I never seen Fred Claus. That's Fred. the time in which I took a shine to Miranda Richardson and noticed her face in other movies. So if you never saw Fred Claus, that's okay. You'll live life. But uh, I don't know. It's I'll, I'll have to see it. Now yeah. is the time during the summer when, when Christmas is ironic and not ubiquitous. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, here's Dexter. He's acting off, right? Sorry, wait. Hang on a minute. Well, she's missing off. again. Okay? She's missing again. Right. But this time for good. Or not. Well, yeah, it is. He, he called the hospital. He called the police. Um a guy phones up, goes, you called me? I said, yeah, did you see her? No, she's nowhere to be found. So. Yeah. All right. Well, now, now what's going to happen is he catches Malcolm doing heroin. Okay. Oh. So he goes in there and says, did you get your sister into that junk? And she's like, no, she got me into it. Oh, a little heroin subplot. And, he, and he's like, is your sister always part of the deal with your movies? And he goes, Did you get I'm telling it? you, she's in charge. Charlie Cruz. So he's not a good director. 
right? Like he's, he's. I mean, on screen, I guess, but not as. I don't know. Oh, he's independently acting. He's not manipulating her. He doesn't like it. Go give him a BJ. No, she's the one doing it. She wants her brother to be super successful. Huh. And Jeff Goldblum's believing him now. Yeah, right. So kicking his ass. Now, the reason I said that the film takes a downturn here is because it get, begins to not logically make sense, whereas it did before. Yeah, I know what you're saying. It kind of falls. So he's talking in a, in a, in a stupor, maybe? Maybe he. Who, uh, Malcolm? Malcolm showed up and now he's having a conversation. Uh, the director? No, we're hearing of. I'm not sure what you're asking, but basically we've learned that. Malcolm is not a manipulator. It's Jenny who's but he the walked, manipulator. He, he walked into Malcolm, and Malcolm was shooting up. Yup. And then he said, it's not me, it's Jenny. Well, Jenny, you know, he was like, did you turn your sister onto this junk? And he goes, <laughs> she turned me on to it. Crazy. Now we're going to see a picture that lets us know that Miranda Richardson ha was their friend in London. Oh. Surprise. Surprise! They knew each other. And did you see the Tower of London behind them? It's yeah. like having the Eiffel Tower in your French picture. It's so duh. Didn't oh, we're in England. Didn't look, have photos of it. Yeah. But look, see, we're meeting the Queen. Hello, hello. <laughs> this is before so Microsoft. So gilding paid. the lily. You think that was Guilty Lily showing the big fan in the showing background? Showing the Tower of London because we're in London. And yeah. she dyed her hair too, right? This is like because I'm Don't younger. my Lily. Okay, this is a big scene and also doesn't make logical sense. It confronts the agent, says, I don't know where she is. So he knew already what she was talking about. And he goes, you knew them in London. And then Danny guesses at the story. Why don't you listen? Go ahead. All right. Well, I, uh, uh, you and... There was a beautiful witch named Marilyn who lived in London. He's been smart. she discovered her own little Tinkerbell and Peter Pan. She became friends with the weirdos. And together they did many strange and uh, dangerous That's the things. part I don't understand. Did they all have sex together? What's he talking about? I Which think he's applying that. Yeah, he's applying that. Now it seems Peter... Wanted to make a picture about uh, a monkey and uh, powder that makes you dream and uh, the secret. All right, game. I think we get the point. Well, uh, but I don't get the point. He goes, okay, you met them, you knew them. He came here and said, I want to do a movie, and you said, I know a guy. But the thing is, so why would they hide that? Why? Like, she's an agent. She knows the writer. It means money for her. What is she hiding? It's a twist. That's why I don't understand the universe. film. There's no secret discovered here. And do you think this lack of secret has kind of consumed you? Maybe an, uh, an obsession? A or, obsession? Or maybe a twisted <laughs> obsession? <laughs> well, I, I, I'm just trying to say to you, why a lie? Because they know that they were going to manipulate him. Like, she knows that he was he, he was on the receiving end. And with the producer, the, the, the manager knew all along, and she didn't want to tip her hat. 
and also they're bad news and she doesn't you know yeah because also so now the, jeff goldblum gets mad because she's like i don't care if she's missing i don't care what happens to her and he's like why and he goes because i'm six because she's 16 and i'm 30 and then he freaks out 16 <laughs> what <sighs> Because you're in love with her and not with me. You're in love with her and not with me. How do you know who I'm in love with? Now Dan drops her. He kisses her first. He does kiss her. But you see how he lets her go? And then he says, you should have put your arms around me. God, he's calling her cold. I guess, but it doesn't make sense because she's the one who's in love with him. Right, yeah, saying? yeah, I see what you're saying. She, she told him, and then he did this little song and dance and left. So now Dan gets tough, right? He was just tough with her because of what he learned. Now he's going to go see Legrand, who was the last person to see Jenny. Right. Because the film was falling apart, so Jenny went over there, of course, to do know, you know what. But I, now, I, she's gonna... I would say this movie is falling apart at this point. Yeah. So he's barged in on the dinner. Look at that, so cool. Yeah, yeah, the, the family member uh, actors are actually played by the crew. This counts as a break. Now, Jeff Goldblum's going to do something now he never does. He's going to be a guy who hits somebody in a movie. He never does that. Oh, that's interesting. Did he hit Charles Bronson well, in Death Wish? I don't want to make you see. Maybe you're right, but she's when he was in charge and the leader and a star, he's oh. never picked something in which he's been the action guy. And right, he oh. just hit Legrand, who now admits Jenny came over to patch things up like she always does. She asked to use the bathroom, and when he went in there, she was dead from heroin. So Legrand, being the stand-up gentleman he is, threw her into a ditch. Oh. You know, I don't think I remember this part. I don't think I read this part. So later he feels guilty, goes back, and she was gone from the ditch. Oh, yeah. Well, Listen you know, if you want. He's admitting. No, I think you, you, you summed it up fine. <laughs> you, you have to put down, like, comp recycling uh, group. You have to write down, put a little sign on the body that says, not free, don't take, not cool. <laughs> yeah, do not take. Do not take. No, no basura. No basura. No take. Uh, gratis. No gratis. Oh, uh, I can't see anything in this game. I like the soundtrack. Now he gets a postcard from the agent, and it says, Here I am in England. My parents are happy to see me again. And then she goes, I should have put my arms around you. Polishing dialogue for an Anglo-French production. But he's he's saying this on voiceovers, so it's, it's really him saying it. Yeah. From somewhere. Well, good for her. Here we go. Oh, no, I take it back. It's her Should've speaking. Put my arms around you. Yep. Yeah, that's cool. And I, I like don't mind movie. that in the I film. Like I think movie. it's actually one of the only professional things they did. This movie's pretty cool, Carl. I mean, there's some really, like, scenes like that and just kind of, there's pockets of it, just the way people look and the, the theme of it. I mean, it's, uh... Mm -hmm. And it is kind of upsetting with the... With, uh, the sexuality. But, and they had lots of stars and they had a budget. It just makes me upset that it starts to not make sense. Like this scene, too. This is a B character, but we need our B characters in the beginning of Act Two. 
here we are at the end of the film, definitely Act 3. Right. You know, we know now where Jenny, She, we know she's dead. The film should have ended. He's now starting a little mini film. He meets the nurse who takes care of him in the hospital. Oh, you mentioned her. Wow. But that's so like Paris, though. Like you always mean your nurse at restaurants. <coughs> and they yeah, share right. a smoke together. <laughs> Some nurse. You always see, you see two things. In, in Paris, you, you bump into the nurses that have attended to you, yeah. and you bump into Can Can girls. Oh, a lot of Can Can. Yeah, always at the Can Can. <laughs> So, Your can's so fine, girl, they named you twat. <laughs> uh, uh, okay, now, I want to say it again. The movie should have ended, yeah. but it hasn't. What he's doing now is he wants to find the actual body. So he's asking a nurse who's conveniently fled, uh, fell in his lap and has a crush on him, where do they take the dead, the Jane Doe's? Yes, that's right. I know where this film is going. You don't think that's cool? He's got to know. Uh, no. He's got to know. Uh, I guess. It's just twisted. But, I mean, it could up. be cool if there were, like, intelligent plot points wrapped around it. Yeah, there is intelligent plot points. Why did this happen? He fell in love with her. Right. And he... But the thing is, why should she die? You know what I mean? Like... This is a movie about him and her, right? Right. So he should be involved in the death, or he should try to prevent it. It doesn't make sense that you're, she's ramping up to this big, big relationship, and now she's like, I am leaving, I am going, and I'm sorry I was such a jerk. And then it's like, oh, by the way, you know, like, you know, he gets a phone call, oh, she's dead. I mean, you know what I mean? It's like he's away from the action, and well, I think at the just... beginning of a film, you learn a lover's die and begin a mystery. It, it doesn't make sense. He needs closure. He has to see her. <laughs> yeah, we should have ha five minutes of closure, not... Look, he has to make sure that he has to see her. For, seven. He's got to make sure he's, he's out. Okay, for some reason, the nurse does know where they put the Jane Doe's. So he's going to a friend from the hospital who's at some bar right. and saying, you know, hey, why don't we... Continue the party. Let's get out of this dump. And he goes like, "What do you have in mind?" She goes, "Take us to the morgue. Show us the Jane Doe's." Now they're doing this all in French, right? Yeah, let's see. yeah, with all the friends. Stupid. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense, man. Well, because when I saw I saw this with Spanish subtitles, they they had subtitles for everybody. So the French was translated. Oh, so you could hear the conversation. You could hear we, the. We missed out on that. Oh, but the, oh, is that in English? Like at this point in the movie, During the film, we we just see Jeff Goldblum waiting at the bar like, oh, please say yes. I hope they say yes. Please say yes. <laughs> and they're far away having their conversation. Well, he, he was okay. at the bar like, don't go near the piano. Don't go near the piano. I know this is a <laughs> piano right. bar. Just don't go near That's it. Right. You're on oh, the set. I wanted to go to the piano, but Frazier was hogging it. <laughs> Frazier. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so I just want to say some complaints, okay? Yes, please. Uh, there's something called the Goya Awards, and it's like Spain's version of the Oscars. But the thing is, yeah. if you have released two films this year, who's going to win? You know what I mean? It's like Tony Awards. Like everybody won a Tony Award because there's only eight film uh, plays. You know what I mean? So this one a Goya? Uh, it, well, it won two, three, four, five, six Goyas. Like it was a good film. It won best film. Don't, I, I agree. 
I absolutely. So this is the part where now listen, these characters are empty vessels, right? They're spiritually empty. Why do you keep saying that? Because like he's not empty. He has a father, but he doesn't grow up. He never, you know, he's he's that fear of hand character. But that doesn't make a person empty. An empty vessel is somebody who's gone through some. They have some post-traumatic stress. Uh, somebody who's gone through the Holocaust. Somebody who's gone through a war. A hollow oh. shell of a man is a guy who. All right. He is so messed up he can't function and he just does what everybody says because he's he's <sighs> lost his soul that's an empty shell that oh man I, thank you I appreciate that I gotta change my usernames holy shit I've been <laughs> using it all wrong uh <laughs> yeah I'm sorry to be smug I'm sorry no to be smug. <laughs> but I feel like she's in a vessel or she might be so this is like this movie goes really dark I mean now they're at a morgue looking at the, the, the characters and it's a party it's for fun you see they're kissing well, they all went from the bar. I'm looking for yeah. a morgue. Oh, I know the Morgue Express. It's right next to the, the Sex and City tour. Cool with it. See? She's cool with it. No, she's not. And Jeff Goldblum isn't cool with it either. Look how freaked out he is. He's there that for medical. Didn't Jeff Goldblum do an NBC drama show, like a, a CSI type show, where he was like a yeah, he did. Board? He did a years. He did one season. Um, I have that written down here somewhere. That's kind of scary. I've seen an episode I mean, of it. It was bad. Like, when you're going to talk about, uh, you know, Jeff Goldblum, you're going to talk about the Independence Days. You're going to talk about the Jurassic Parks. You're not going to, you know, so I got his bio, but I... I mean, he's in a lot of highlight. movies, which is always a delight. He, does, he will do comedies and he will do television, but when he shows up, he always adds a yep. dimension to it. And he does that commercial for the apartments. Yeah, he does a lot. Well, his voice is on like a lot. I mean, what's, he's famous for being the Apple voice spokesman. Uh huh. I think. I mean, I remember he was like, "Are you in a sea of pirates?" That's okay. Here he is. It's um, <laughs> the eighth and ninth look. seasons of Law and Order: Criminal Intent as Zach Nicholas. Yeah, it was not a. It was not must see TV. Right. Well, I saw on YouTube uh, a guy had taped on his cell phone the the boardroom, you know, the conference room they met in, and he's like, "I think, I think your show it, it, it's mi missing an a, a, a element of smug, and if you just <laughs> open to the smug." And they were like, "Hey, you know, Goldblum's right. I mean, nobody is smug on the." So there was a niche for him. Are they fishing for bodies right now? They're just yeah, in a vat. right now they're in a vat of formaldehyde. It's like okay, obviously my who I'm, you know, he never says he's looking for someone. He goes, no, no where's the real Jane Doe? So the obvious. ones who are unidentified. There's always one guy they at a party him like this. What? There's always one guy at these parties that that are just like, I'm just here for a body. I'm just here to see a body. Not here to have fun. They've got a hook, like a fish hook. Yeah, bringing up those bodies. What do you call that thing? I have it written body, down. Body hook. They use Twinkies as lure. Uh, this is a Lolita tale. Heavy allusions to Peter Pan. Wait, is that her? I've release. I've is got it somewhere. Is he seeing the dead body now? That looks like Legrand, see? Oh, it's it Legrand, is. the producer. Whoa. We just learned he's dead. And a Jane Doe. And a Jane Doe. Uh, John Doe. Wow, he popped out of nowhere. I don't remember that. Ah, scene. fishing gaff. 
that's what it's called g-a-f-f-s and the, it's the purpose is to fish around corpses and formaldehyde bats <laughs> i guess for fish <laughs> now the nurse is like what's up with this jeff goldblum he's all I know. freaked out i saw him in the second act of this movie and he hasn't even talked to me much now they're going down even deeper to the next vat Ooh, that's it's, it's in the basement's basement oh the the fifth level that's cool that's like a metaphor symbolism yeah yeah of the planes of hell or no yeah planes of hell he's descended to the final hell. level the five Concord, right Hades. <laughs> that was the plane from hell <laughs> the concord was a plane from hell <laughs> it's so loud now who does he see oh uh, not sure so flip her over uh-oh Oh, the, probably the music's going off. Do, do, do. Yeah. Because I know that badge anywhere. It's the same look he gives when he was looking at it. Oh, there she is. Yeah, and he's going to scream his head off. Oh, that was me after I found out the popcorn prices at this theater. 750 No! That's a good one, Mike. Saw the popcorn price. <laughs> uh, what a bummer. Let's leave this party. Listen, her father was a 1960s Grand Prix racing driver and winner. Really? And his yeah, and his name was Johnny Walker. <laughs> that guy sounds like he's fucking kick ass. Yeah, that guy was kick ass. So they listed his friends like they were all badasses, but you know it's so long ago. I don't know any of the names there. Don't you feel like the, don't you feel like this is cathartic? Well, I think right now the director is having him cleanse himself. He's getting rained on. Oh, you see, he's like trying to wipe away. Right. But the film still doesn't make sense. Is that what he's doing? He's cleansing. Yeah, I mean, he uh, got the closure he needed at the expense of the state. Well, that was fun. You want to go to the movies too, say? Well, see, that's the thing. The nurse is saying, were you looking for her? He realizes he was looking for a woman. Uh, and I think that, like, she's lost her chance with him. And Jeff Goldblum says, were you looking for someone? And she doesn't say any answer. And I think the director's trying to say, yeah, for him, for love. Right. It doesn't make sense to the plot. He's a bad dad, bad lover. I guess. Yeah, bad man. He so now we're going to hear man. a voiceover in which Dan types, he basically types a novel about his experience. Yeah, which I wonder and if we, that's the, novel, the original novel storyline. I don't I'm know, and I, I just never, I didn't get that far as to read, I guess this story, this it is because this is the so he writes I buried Jenny and nobody showed up but then again she was a tough kid and she would have expected no less what what it doesn't make sense well because she was in formaldehyde and it's like twice the body weight <laughs> to get it out and you know like no U-Haul is going to let you put that in their van you know you're not going to really get, get a rental and then uh... okay. Mike let me just review this for you for one minute okay, okay. right Oh, wait, no, it's not really over. Now in French, we're learning, but we don't know French, that uh, somebody's in the car waiting for him outside. What time is it here? 
6.45. I just want to complain at the end of the film. I don't know if we'll have enough time. We have five minutes. All right, let me just do it now. He had two or three sexual encounters, right, with this girl. Uh, it was all with Jenny's ulterior motive, and then he learns that. He knows it's all her ulterior motive, which leads up to this big chase scene. He discovers that the agent lied. They, had, they knew each other. He separates with the agent. After that, she's simply gone, and he finds her and has a cathartic moment. And now we're about to see him hook up with the agent. This film doesn't make sense the second Jenny disappears. Yeah, or why she had to turn into that. Right. Like, there was, why did she have to die in this movie and then have her body right. literally dredged out of, the, of that? Now, if it's really about him growing up and seeing that the agent is the real person, right. then then she should not have died. He should have split up with her. And, you know, I mean, I don't know how they would have written it, but... Well, they're two lost souls, and they found, and they they knew each other, and they bounced around with each other. And this is a honesty. Like I, I think the agent knew how self-destructive the, the the brother and sister were, so he he didn't she didn't want to be accountable for it. Like she had a feeling what was going to happen. See, I I would align with you and think you're a hundred percent right. And you should have written and directed this film because that's not she knew no, that's a good well directed in movie. London and this one Goya, best sense. director. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. Well, they're still hanging out. This movie hasn't ended yet. Yeah, that's right. It ends with them, you know, now they're a couple. Oh, all right. That's and cool. And there's some last lines here. Um Let's see, it's on page 11 of my notes. Let me check my screenplay book. Oh, turn it up. We'll just hear it. All right. All you need is a scene. Uh, I'm on the last page. I found it. All right. She reads Dan's new book. She cries. He carries her to the bedroom. They're close. He, he he's the one who like detours in the bedroom and I thought that was pretty good scene you know like he says what he wants and then before or after he goes you're not a witch you're a siren a muse from the sea that's what he says so like what's the point he's grown up now he's found his yeah he, he respects uh, he understands where the agent's going and that's the woman he respects and loves and that's it that's the okay. movie here's the credits wow that was there pretty cool go. Uh, Carl, what do you think of this movie? I think that just happened. I think I was with them until Jenny disappeared. Uh, all right. I like this movie. I like how it just keeps going on and on like that. You know? <laughs> it's a little There's dangerous. A lot to like. Uh, so, hey, I don't have a trailer for next week's movie, but I have selected next week's movie, and it takes place okay. in San Francisco, and Great. it is the last full-length movie version of Charlie Chan official Charlie Chan movie called Charlie Chan and the Curse of the Dragon Lady and uh, it was 1981 really? yeah it was from the director of the nude bomb it was his follow up the next year <laughs> and it's it came out in 1981 I mean I know Peter Sellers was doing a similar film back then but 
so it yeah. says Dr- Charlie Chan and the Curse of the Dragon Lady, 1981. Yeah. And I don't have a trailer I'm for there. it, but that will be our movie next week. I want to thank you guys so much for making it to the end of another episode of L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. That's us on iTunes, YouTube, and Twitter. And we are on Facebook as Let's Watch a Full Length Movie on YouTube, which we do every week. And uh, follow our podcast, follow us, and uh, keep supporting MutinyRadio.fm. They have some great shows to stream live, and maybe you're spending your Sunday streaming the show live. Uh, next up is a great uh, open mic comedy show, uh, live comedy happening at 4 to 6. So uh, uh, take a listen and uh, just keep listening. So that's it, Carl. Thank you so much. Thank you. It's a great choice again, and I'm looking forward to Charlie Chan. Charlie Chan from 1981. <laughs> I'll see you later. <laughs> Bye. Let's watch a full length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a full length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. It's been German strudels. You should follow me on Twitter. It's Jokes to Carl. Uh, that's the French duh, not the Now let's watch a full length movie on YouTube with Michael of swimming through a sea of podcasts. Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutinyradio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-face McRat. <laughs> My friends out at Mutiny Radio. Chester Cashcock here, giving you my love and regards as well as Moofy's over there. And you know, anytime I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and... I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pam Dastics books the best of San Francisco... Let's watch a full length.
turn the breaker off. Girl, sorry. On YouTube, with Mike we are watching paint dry. It's been over one long year. Three years. Oh, John. Watching movies bad, strange, and weird, commandeered by Michael. Hi, this is Carl. Uh, I'm Mike's friend. I, I wrote this song. My turn-ons are French poodles, Chinese noodles, and, and German strudels. You should follow me on Twitter. It's Jokes to Carl. Michael? Spiegel? It's like in Lord of the Rings, the Spiegel. Michael? It is like Lord of the Rings. Welcome to Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. That theme song was courtesy of Carl. The other stuff playing over the beginning of the theme song was courtesy of me. (laughs) Who still can't figure out this part! We are professionals, ladies and gentlemen. We are professionals. Carl, show your cards to the gentlemen and the ladies. Yeah, this is my professional Mike card issued, Church of Mike. Oh, you know what? I'm losing you again. Okay, how about now? All right. Yeah, better. All right, well, we are streaming this live here on February 25th. 2019, uh, we watch a full-length movie on YouTube with you. You watch the movie and listen to our podcast at the same time. Oh, it's Sunday the 24th. There we go. Sunday the 24th of yeah. February. So don't that check's not going to clear till tomorrow, Carl. Okay, so I had, yeah, okay. Because you wrote the 25th on it. Okay. All right, so yeah, it's the 24th. And we are uh, going to watch a full-length movie on YouTube. You will watch the movie with us and listen to us at the same time. You have to. That's the, <laughs> that's the point. Carl's from New Jersey. Uh, he's a comedian. Carl, yeah. please let the people know how important it is to watch the movie and listen to us at the same time. Oh, yeah. Okay, so, so thank you for that uh, opportunity to speak on this matter and issue because it's very important. Uh, you see, we want you to be our friend. Okay, but... We're hanging out together. We're not just being friends. So when we hang, we're all together. If you're watching what we're talking about, you're getting the full sense around experience. Do it. I agree. Let's watch a full-length movie. On Thank you, Carl. So we are going to watch a movie. What's the movie today, Carl? Uh, today you have chosen Gambling with Souls, 1936. That's what you should YouTube search for. Gambling with Souls. Gambling with Souls. Type that into YouTube. You'll see the 1936 version. And you said it was hosted by? Timeless Classic Movies. GCM. Sorry, Carl, for that. It's like a... All right, we are prepared on our end to watch the movie. Okay. Uh, and we have to, uh, what we'll do is we'll have a countdown. How about that? Nice idea. Okay. Okay, okay I lost All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to brumba. Carl's classic joke that I just stole from him. Uh, we have the countdown king himself, host of the podcast, 
The Edge of Insanity, which you can find on your iTunes or you can listen to it live on muniradio.fm two hours before our show. Yeah. Hi, Paul. What's happening, guys? Good to see you or good to hear you. <laughs> All right, Welcome. so Paul is in front of the uh, YouTube. We have clicked the link and we hit pause and it's paused at zero, zero, zero. When Paul lets you know, go ahead and press play and we'll watch the movie together. All right, guys, if you've listened to this before, and I know you have, you know the drill. That's right. Put your finger over that triangle. And in three, two, one, go. Ooh. Gambling with souls. It's a J.D. Ray. Oh, it's directed yeah. by J.D.K. as well. No, Purdue. No, he's Elmer Clifton. Oh, Elmer. Elmer. <laughs> That's exactly right. Back then, it was a pretty quick name. Ooh, oh, yeah, Elmster sure. Elmy. El Elmster. The Elmster. Elmichu. That will be later. Now, this uh, producer, um, he's he was president of Continental Pictures. I mean, he's just a producer of low-budget exploitation films in the 30s and 40s. You know the drill, Mike. You can show some messed up stuff in the end if you say, this is bad, don't do it. You shouldn't do right. this. It's bad. Well, that's that's the rule. That's why I love these movies because they do they do pay for their crimes, and we do get to watch their crimes too. Yeah, we get to watch the crimes. Look what's happening right now, cop. Yeah, they what got a runaway on? case. Uh oh, yep. they're raiding a joint. That's right, they're raiding a joint. So this is illegal gambling uh, den, I would imagine. Hence the movie. Right. But People wear tuxedos. Like, can you imagine being the tuxedo rental guy? And they'll be like, I would like to rent a tuxedo being the year 1936. And I'll be like, oh, are you going to the opera? Are you going to an illegal gambling <laughs> yes. den? Right. I'm going to an illegal gambling den. Now, it's gambling, but it's also prostitution. That's a big, big part of it. Oh, well, here's the, the prostitution, prostitution. Uh, suite. Look at this guy. He's look, spent. Check this guy out. Yeah, he's going to hide under the bed. We're also going to see the mic, the boom mic. Well, he, he paid good money to be under that bed. This dummy hid his big fat stomach underneath that bed. Do you think he's <laughs> oh, Carl, I'll be him? the same way, man. There'll be no way. <laughs> oh, that officer See? picked that up. Yeah. Oh, he <laughs> Get your fat ass out of there. See the boom mic shadow to the left on the door? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you found me. You caught me. Uh, you know, uh... I hope the guy came again after that. The cops come. You're like, yeah. <laughs> All right. So that's I get... uh, Molly Murdoch. That's Molly Murdoch. She's Molly Murdoch. Part in this film. Yeah. The man without and fear. He's getting arrested. Oh, that's Matt. That I'm thinking of Matt Murdoch, uh, Daredevil. All right. See everyone in the tuxedos. See, come with me. He's got an axe. Wow, they all have tuxedos. I mean, all they had to do is go to the and tux hats. rental store, the cops. And hats, right. And hatchets. Well, see, Mike, you keep saying the tuxedo rental store. That's our world today. Back then, just they owned it. tuxedos. Crazy. Hey, Carl, keep talking. I'm going to switch microphone, uh, headphones. Okay. Yeah, this is really important to audience. Uh, in today's world, we have tuxedo rental shops because no one's going to own one. Because you go to prom one, right. you have a wedding. Twice. You know. Two times now, you need a prom. There she is. She just shot and killed. She's deranged. What is her backstory? Pray tell. Right. Up Here's the newspapers. Uh-oh, what's it say? Oh, here's the morning sun. Lucky Wilder killed in a gam his own gambling club. There's the evening mail. We covered morning Lucky and night wild. papers. 
Beauty Kills Gambler, Lucky Wilder. Lucky Wilder? Yeah, he's dead. Not so lucky after all. Yeah, not so lucky now, Wilder. <laughs> Where's your luck now, buddy? Oh, you'll get luck. There she is. This is Ms. May Miller, the killer, May Miller. And the district attorney is trying to get her to confess to killing, which she won't do. She won't do it. My story is innocent. You don't remember. You know, I have to admit, there's right no soundtrack behind this movie. Bad. There's more dead air in this movie than on our show. Now, this is really stupid dialogue. Watch him ask these questions. All right. You hear that background? That's the movie. Okay, you know yeah. who I am? Here we but go. But you do know you're Mrs. Miller, don't you? The killer? Yeah, knows her own name. And you know who I am, don't you? Asshole cop. Yeah. The name of a guy. You're yeah, the district attorney. Well, but you don't remember killing him. You know all isn't that. that and yet you don't remember killing Frank Wilder. Now, isn't that strange? He's such a moron. How did he get a job? <laughs> he went to law school. He went to law school for that? Oh, man. What a dumb dumb. Husband. May's husband, the doctor. He's a nice man. Yeah. He doesn't have a lot of money. So the poor husband in this movie, right? Because his wife went and killed someone? How can he live? Oh, I would love to hear his story. Oh, is so there another? He um, is a medical student who's just now becoming a doctor, so he's not established, so he doesn't have money. Oh, I see. So he she ruined his career. This is a good movie so far. It's really interesting she, about this guy. Uh, I don't know if she ruined his career. No, but. Um. Yeah. Well, you'll see how he plays out. He's well, uh, he's the poor guy. He's the poor guy throughout the whole movie. And they're at a police station, and there's a picture of President Abraham Lincoln on the walls. <laughs> <laughs> there's yeah. a globe. I wouldn't say that globe is old, but you know, there's like yeah, we know that sea serpents in there. Wrong and the way it's drawn. Okay, she goes. That woman, Molly Murdoch. She's bum, the bum, one. Okay. Bum. Flashback. Another flashback of a flashback. So we don't learn why, She's but wearing Molly overalls. and her are good friends. Oh, well, maybe they but went we to nurse school. never learn like how they met or anything. They were they were at the pharmacy having a soda, and that's how they met. There, sitting in the chair, is Carolyn. She's the sister, and we need to know who she is. Now we get to see May naked for no reason, just in her panties. Right, which no is right reason. now. It's a good reason. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's something really weird. The uh, the vanity that you see there. Oh, I'm, not, I'm looking at the vanity right now. That would go on to be appear in Reefer Madness. Oh, interesting. Wait, Reefer Madness was 1933 or 36? Same year. Yeah, this movie does fit the whole scare films of the 1930s. Yeah. Reefer One Madness, more thing that's interesting Sesame about that Youth. Reefer Madness connection, the vanity will appear in Reefer Madness, but the person who owns it is the character's also named May. Huh. May, May's a tea head, I guess. She's a gambling now, and marijuana freak. <laughs> right. M A E. Marijuana and <laughs> The bet. house that we're in right now. It would go on to also appear in Slaves in Bondage. 1937, same director, same producer. Man, he just shot it in his house. Yeah. Yeah. Hi, I'm the babysitter. Great, bring the kids upstairs to the second floor. We're shooting it out here. 
because I'm going to put you in bondage, slave. (laughs) I beg your pardon. Look at her pouting out butt. Okay, so now we're establishing that the doctor husband's a great guy. He's a great guy. Because a concerned mom is calling saying, my son is sick. House call, please. And he goes, I have to leave, baby. (laughs) Some kid's got polio. (laughs) (laughs) A horny housewife called me. I have to make a house call. Oh, be careful. Oh, what is a girl to do all alone? Gamble. Hmm. Well, I could go gambling. Oh, now we're back at the police station. Yeah. Yeah. So she's done with the flashback in her flashback. Well, she's accusing Molly Murdoch, and it's the honest truth, of, like, being the one who hooked her and got her in the trouble Uh for her own profit. Yeah. Look, I know the story. I sued Scratchers. It's not going to work out for her. (laughs) Scratch your eyes out. Roll them. Okay, here's something really weird about our – this this 1936 America, it's almost like a different country. It has such a different culture than we have. So weird. We are at a lawn party for the rich, and they're watching a boxing match. Oh. Oh, at the Ritz. The hotel? The, mon- the wealthy, the wealthy. We are at a oh. garden party club. I got wealthy you. people. Yeah. And for their entertainment, they didn't get a clown. They got a boxing match. Is this a boxing match to the death? Oh, look at that. They've thrown the footage in there. You can see it says photo stock uh, written over it. Yep. So what's happening here is is um, May is uh, playing cards like bridge. It's kind of like gambling. I don't know. There's gambling in it somehow. The four player. Game. And uh, this Molly Murdoch is her friend, and and she makes sure that May wins. Ah, because so then she's like, it, "You're on a winning streak. You should come to the club and win more." It's Molly's game. Molly's game. Whoa. And the boxing match is over. <laughs> Goodbye, plot point. That was a good boxing match. They should. F- right now, she's doing it. She's like, you've been lucky today. If I were you, I'd follow through. Yeah. You what, play what, do through. You mean, what does that mean, follow through? Oh, you got to let it ride. Yeah, you got to let it ride, darling. Yeah. Go bet on something else. All righty. I'll go to the illegal gambling den in my local town and gamble on roulette. Mm-hmm. So right now she's saying to the guy, like, oh, how innocent I was. Oh, what an easy mark. I wanted the luxuries my husband could not afford. You were struggling so hard. Oh, but she just wanted the cash. Right. The high life. Now this director worked with D.W. Griffin. Griffith. Oh. D.W. Griffith. Yeah, they, they were both in the clan. Well, yes. He actually, at this Elmer Clifton, the director, was an actor at the time. He appeared in Birth of a Nation. Uh-huh. And another D.W. Griffin that's not... Oh, Intolerance. Oh, Intolerance. Which, I, you know what? I, is it like nine hours? It's a nine-hour movie, I, I think. I don't know. I never saw it. Of course I saw Birth of a Nation, but... Where, where did you see Birth of a Nation? Was that school? No, it was um, Netflix. Not streaming. I got it, you know, in DVD in the mail. Oh, I got you. Yeah, you know, uh, I was watching a uh, Kino Cinema has a five DVD collection of early African-American films. 
and mm-hmm. it, the earliest is like 1915 and it's some great it's, it's great stuff and there was one director Oscar Malou with the X at the end a French name yeah. he made a film uh, in response in 1920 to Birth of a Nation and uh, uh-huh. it was good it was like oh, look at the butts look, at the, look butts. at the butts sorry I was talking about let's get to the butts TNA uh, we're gonna see the shadow of more camera equipment they have like a <laughs> you can see the the shadow of the cameraman's hand as he tried to reach for these butts. What a different culture it was, you know? Yeah. They'd have a nightclub with the floor show. So you would get a tuxedo. You would own a tuxedo to go and watch some uh, can-can. Well, everyone owned a hat. Everyone owned a suit jacket. You didn't. That's what you wore, suit jacket. Uh, excuse me, Taylor. I would like to alter my tuxedo. I am uh, going to the opera. Oh, all right. So let me remove your hooch jet, uh, pocket, your money band pocket. See, today when you go to the tailor, they do custom work and stuff. But back then, like there's a tailor on this block. There's a tailor on that block. Right. You pop in for what's equivalent to our 50 cents. You'd have a button stitched on. Like it was a different time. Huh. Everyone would go out somewhere, even if that meant the baseball park. Like somewhere, if you were going out shopping at Macy's, you would get on your jacket right but you would but i'm I'm talking about moments you need a tuxedo in the 1930s to legal gambling yeah uh speakeasies i guess well prohibition's over but okay (laughs) uh world war one uh meetings oh that was the 1930s yeah you're oh 36 hitler's uh just just getting born here Oh, yeah. Oh, you know, actually, I, I have to mention, I know that today is on the 24th of uh, February, it, are the Oscars yeah. today. And one of the yeah. films that got nominated is a live documentary called uh, Live at the, uh, fuck, what was it? Madison Square Garden. It was like Live at Night at the Garden. And it's a uh-huh. seven-minute film, and it's available online, I believe, nightatthegarden.com. And okay. it's about a American Nazi rally that was held in Madison Square Garden. It was filmed. Wow, that's fascinating. And it's just the footage of it. It's it's in the giant. Night at the garden. Thank you. It's Where a, can I find that? I believe it's. They have the domain name. Well, we'll. I'll type it up at the end of this movie. Uh, okay. But I believe it's the night at the garden dot com. I'll I'll look at it right now. Uh, okay. And they have the full seven minute of the movie, which is one of the shortest uh, documentaries to be nominated for the Oscars. Mm. Since the thirties, I think. But yeah, it's uh it had they have apparently there's a it's giant. A vine. It's a what? No, no, it's, it's a, a vine. Uh, it's a it's a vine, right? It's a seven second like, documentary. Yeah, but, I mean, in documentaries, like it's multiplied. It's seven minutes, not seven seconds. All right, I'm typing this, Carl. Night in. So what's going on here is we're just establishing that Lucky is a jerk. The and gangster. Like you owe me money. Okay, also, we're here, here we go. That Molly it's... is in cahoots with them so i just want to follow up if you go to a night at the garden.com you will see a vine posting i believe it's vine of the entire seven minute film which is nominated for best documentary short subject for today's Oscars. okay and if you want to see other like free full-length movies when it comes to the oscars sometimes you can find a generous site that hosts the animation shorts especially after mm-hmm. the oscars are over and so you could you know maybe you could find some of the other shorts stuff that you, that just might post for free you know from last year on online so keep your eyes peeled if you give a shit you know where i found some really good shorts um 
at, at Goodwill. They're three bucks. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Slightly used. Slightly used, but yeah. nobody was going to check me out, you know. <laughs> Irregulars, I'll say. <laughs> Irregulars, you should see the shape of my ball sack. So yeah. here we have um, the first time that she's duped. She's, they're going to now pretend to make her win. He's like, oh, I am the owner of it. He winks at the guy. He goes, why don't you bet on the double zeros? Double zeros, what's that? And she wins. Oh, they rigged it. Right, and she's going to like be up $5,000. Uh-oh. But you see, they are going to get her down, so she owes and in deep water, so husband can't know, and then she's going to work for them. Oh, really? Like paint houses? Yeah, like uh, doing... Ooh, hang on, hang on, shut up. She's got to get her money out of her garter. Put her, holy fuck. Gratuitous. <laughs> no, no, it's, no, it's 1936. It isn't 1890. No, I'm sorry, Carl. She back. lifted her dress up. She had a silk stocking on. And when she She's... proceeded to put her hand down with money, this stuff's on video now on the 21st century. Thoroughly modern Millie. Oh, I love thoroughly modern Millie. You know what I like about her? It's her consistency. What? She's thoroughly modern. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. Oh, the things. The things they do today is so racy. Have you ever heard of her counterpart? Totally old school militant? (laughs) If you ever saw the video Anaconda, Uh you know, with with what's her name, then those people saw it. It's like, sorry, Molly, Millie, you know, thoroughly modern Billy. Sorry, you're not a whore. Wait till you see our generation. I don't think I've ever seen Anaconda or Anaconda's the sequel. Okay, so I don't mean that. I mean there's a video of a song by... Sir Mix-a-Lot? My <laughs> Anaconda? Well, she certainly does mix a lot, but no. Oh, J-Lo's. No. She was, she was one of those people on Wait, did, American Idol. Did, did May just lose all the money? It's an easy life to like, get jealous of their man. Okay, and no, then. we're back in the future, and uh, again, the <laughs> district attorney's saying douchey things. I suspect, suspect now that you're in this alternative future, you should check out Fifth Tannen's Museum. <laughs> <laughs> Remember Devo? They used to, they had the album with Spuds, and it was that great album with, like, um, I Am Cowboy Kim. Cowboy Kim, I Am. It was Peekaboo album. Oh, Peekaboo, sure. On the front cover, there was a potato spud and they were in those you could only see their busts right the shoulders remember (sighs) that's what she's wearing that what that circular thing yeah she's missing the the flower pot on her head yeah right the dog bowl i have cowboy can you're right she's not devo is she not well we she is devo she's (laughs) she is not devo (laughs) d-e-v-o she is not Oh, man. Devo would be good about now. Let's call Devo to pretend we're a corporation. Can you do a uh, corporate gig for us? <laughs> okay. Ma- Mike Mothersborough or something? Mark Mothersborough. Like, yeah, he does rug rats. And he's oh, yeah. He's a sound guy nowadays. Yeah, I think he could take a ribbing from us. I'm sure he could go home to his <laughs> vault of coins and not worry about us. Peekaboo! Peekaboo! <laughs> Do you hear of Devo 2.0? It was like a Disney uh, Records release of kids singing Devo songs where they changed the words. Oh. 
they changed the words even. Yeah, it's a beautiful world, and it's for me. <laughs> for me. For me. It's a beautiful world. And for me. Nice to be alive. <laughs> I think the for other one. Me. You know, Carl, I remember hanging out, listening to Devo with you at Gerald Place in New Jersey, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. we were you were reenacting the song about there was a poem from ancient Rome. <laughs> oh, right, right, right. That was uh, freedom of choice. Yeah. <laughs> you were reenacting the, the poem. The was about a dog who found two bones, and he licked the one, he licked the other, and then he went crazy because he couldn't decide which bone he wanted, so he went insane. Right. And dropped it. And he dropped it. Yeah, you okay, reenacted it. Now what it. Molly's doing – I'm sorry to interrupt. It's just yeah. such a plot point. Molly is now calling up all her whores and saying, you're on call tonight. And on call. Yeah. And it was um, like, this is 13 checking in. 13, you have an appointment at 1030. So now we see that Molly's really a two-faced bitch, man. She's like pretending to be this lady's friend and hooking her into gambling so she can get herself another whore. Oh, Molly's game. Yup. They've invited May to a boxing match, and they have – rigged it so that the owner of the club, Lucky, who she'd go on to kill, just happens to be sitting in the next seat. Oh, what a coincidence. We're bumping into each other. Lucky you. And it's a, it's a wrestling match. It's not boxing. This is classier. Hey, yeah, that's right. This is much classy. Oh, my goodness. That's yeah. mankind. Oh, oh. that was <laughs> Did you see that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That is some... That's not even 1950s so, boxing. Oh, what a hell. Lucky Clearly, me. we were watching stock footage, right, as you know. Yeah. But what's funny is this film became stock footage. Oh. Uh, let's see here. This was uh, in a movie. Hmm. Where is it? Where is it? Well, they do have a lot of extras in the background. I finally found it. There's a movie called uh, Teenage in 1944, and it was another exploitation film by the same like group of people. And so this footage like ended up in there, like just shots of a gambling club, shots of a how funny a speaky. Uh, that's the wrong word, but uh, flues a gin joint, illegal yeah, gin joint. Yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. So a, like a all these house. backgrounds, and so did these actresses end up in it, just like. Like a guy walks in the long. room and he looks to his left, and then we see a shot of gambling with souls. Then he looks to his right and we see a <laughs> shot of cowboy sleeps with tonight. A JDK production. Yeah, man, wrestling. Now, I'm sorry to interrupt you. She's got slipped a Mickey here. Oh, she's drinking that orange punch. Ooh. Yeah, she's really feeling her drink right now. Oh she's boy. getting all happy. So she's going to lose money while they had to throw a Mickey in her drink and get her to gamble? Now, look, see, she's coming home. We've all been there. Coming yeah, home after loopy. a big night of drinking. You just uh, feel good. Yeah. in the house. What a great wrestling match. You get out some fried chicken that's cold from the fridge. You turn <laughs> on some stupid Tom Cruise movie. Nom, nom, nom. I like to take the cold pizza crust and dunk it in the leftover coffee. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like Nothing better of, than well, yeah. I don't know why you no no you have to have hot steaming coffee. That leftover pizza is a, okay. Look at her man, she da, is high da, as da, a kite. Da, 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 da. 
At least they don't have this song when she takes her clothes off. Now, the truth is, this does nothing for our plot. And uh, what was the big thing uh, they gained stickler. from getting her, like, high on morphine? What was the thing they gained? Well, it's she just gets that to we dance. can see a girl get undressed. Well, yeah, I guess morphine has his advantages, right? Good old morphine. Yeah. See, I like morphine for other Holy fuck. She just took her dress off. Yeah. And yeah. if you're a fiend, you take that, you're going to be more fiend. Now, I guess uh, you can't see my pr- – the print is so bad, it kind of almost looks like she's naked in a way. I think she's topless. I'm going to go call it. I just think maybe she, the projection is true. She's not topless. She's not. She's, she's not wearing not like a top. skin. But she's, she's supposed to be topless? Wait. She is top. No, she is not topless. She's wearing some kind of clam bra that doesn't have a strap. The censors were never allowed. Fuck the censors. They weren't around in 1936. This is a yes, moral film. Were. Carl. They're all over the internet, and my research was. This was. This was. The, the, the censors immediately hated She's wearing this, a bra. And it got, it got relegated to grindhouses. Oh, no. Do you mean your grandfather jerked off to this film? <laughs> the old grindhouse? Whoa, she disappeared. Whoa, the projectionist took that shot. That's the Star Trek, uh, you know, she beamed up. That's yeah, she the Star up. Trek. Now, that's when connection. the projectionist cuts the sexy stuff out of the film and keeps it for themselves. Now, this actress didn't go on to do much. She was in something called Lightning Strikes West. She wrote it. She was the screenplay nice. writer for it. And in 1950, she was uncredited in Prehistoric Women. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> so she... in that teenage film, she also appears in there, but she's uncredited. I love the uncredited. There's two people here who are super uncredited. Uh, one is Carolyn, her sister, and we'll talk about her later. Well, tell me more about Teenage Year, because I might, I might want to see it, if it's a film where they cut up other films from a decade ago. Okay, so... Teenage was also from this um, Continental Pictures. It was J.D. Kendis, the guy who produced this. Okay. And <clears throat> it's um, uh, one place says it's 1943, and the another place says it's 1944. And it's basically about a teenager, a girl, of course, who like gets out from under her parents' wing, and when she does, she freak it. She freaks, you know, and does everything. You know, has the bad boyfriend, and um, and the only thing that's the tie to this is there's archive footage. Like, like I said, like the guy would walk in the room and he'd look to the left and he looked to the right. You know, and they just do the whole scene with him standing in the corner as if he was in a gambling club. Now, again, here's another scene that has nothing to do with anything. There's a uh, woman we'll never meet yeah. again. Oh and no! She's taking a call from. She's lounging uh, around the couch uh, in her she's underwear. She's taking a call from Molly about the prostitution stuff. Well, she's on call because she has to stand by the phone and take the call. Exactly right. And lie down on the phone. All right, wait for the call. She's like number 14 calling in. Hello. Like you could knock off now. Any Johns? No Johns. Bye. Oakley doakley. Click. Wait a minute. I know. Oh, Molly's calling back. Well, no, she's going to call May. She gets an idea like, hey, yes, I got to work it. on this broad, too. Oh, right. Wow, she is pimp hand is strong. 
as they now what's goes. gonna happen now she's like come to the club tonight we'll have a great time and she's like well i can't i really don't have any money and then may's gonna go don't worry about that i'll give you some money but oh molly said that to me or may say that to molly M- molly says it to may gotcha. molly who's tricking may by the way, this is a says, um, hi, wife, I went away for a while, so if you want to go out and get ill, I won't even know about it. Huh. Mario, thank you for visiting me, but I'm in the other castle. <laughs> Love, Princess Peach. So what happens is May goes to the club, and Molly's like, oh, well, I didn't mean I would loan you money. I always just get an IOU from the club. And then she'll pretend to be getting one of her own. Oh, but she traps her in there. May will get into debt. Tonight's the night. And then she has to become a prostitute. Yes. Uh, it takes a little more. It's a rocky road, but that's where it leads. And then she kills Lucky. And then the worse, she gets caught. Oh, look at the dresses she are nice. She kills Lucky and totally gets caught. You'll see why she kills Lucky. She's motivated. Now, so we've seen Lucky wear a tuxedo at the wrestling match. You're telling me that's the same tuxedo yeah. he wears right now? He's wearing right now? Yeah. Be- people back in this day would re-wear the same clothing all the time because they didn't have money for a bunch of suits. Now, Lucky, I'm sure, has seven suits, one for each day because he's a successful business. Well, you need one for the illegal casino. You need one for the rest- right. indoor wrestling The match. boxing. The outdoor boxing. Uh, then you need the a lawn f- party. Lawn party. So you need like a tuxedo. You're right, for every occasion. And there's there's a formal at the school dance. <laughs> Chaperone. He doesn't realize that his daughter's dating Peter Parker. Wait a minute. I'm the vulture. <laughs> that means what? <laughs> that weakling. How come Peter Parker, like all the criminals are friends with him, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's like, oh the Green Goblin. Like Green Goblin. That's the one where thinking of but there there are other examples well, the venture uh, the vulture and the la- and the last lag of action one and then the cartoon movie uh his uncle is a bad guy that's not the uncle movie. ben no 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 this is a different uncle into the spidey verse um i always loved the way like uncle ben was in spider-man then he dies in the very first episode but the guy was smart he used his fame and he launched that thing of rice Oh, that's right, Uncle Benny. He sold out. I would say. I don't blame him for selling out. He he was he was killed off in the first episode. I remember an old National Lampoon joke. What's white and crawls up your legs? <laughs> what? Uncle Ben perverted rice. Perverted. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. So Uncle Ben, yeah, he uh, he sold out. His last wish was to get a deal selling rice box rice to people. Oh, well, here we are. Hello, we're all smiles. This is before the the loss. Well, she's still winning again. As a matter of fact, she's up thousands. I kind of don't understand. It's. I think they just want the film to go on because it's time to. Pull the now's not the time to. They already did this to her. She should have realized it was a sting when they when they people were walking around going do 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 do. Oh my God! This whole gambling operation is a sting. <laughs> you got Sting in reverse though, because oh really? Sting yeah, is like... setting up and capturing. Well, you, did you ever see the movie The Sting? I did see the movie The 
oh, well, that was not, a, oh, oh, you're right. I mean, I guess I'm thinking only of a police sting. Right. Uh, the sting was a rip. Yeah, you're right, of course. Wait a minute. I was thinking of the sting, too. That was Oceans 2. That was Oceans 2. I was, oh, no. I'm, I was thinking of uh, the sting 2, the sequel, which is where they did it again. Um, who was Robert Redford's partner? Was it Paul Newman? Yeah. Okay, yeah. It was Oceans 2. There were two of them. So what we're learning here is she won a lot, and she got her own car, and she had nice dresses, and now she's finally going to lose. Here's the roulette wheel. Wheel of misfortune. Did you see that fish burger? Yeah. Yeah, Carl and I had a. Oh, Carl ran uh, had a great public Everybody access show. Everybody knows you always backstory it for those first time listeners. Right. <laughs> I'm, I'm listen to the background of this. Guy. So she's she lost it all. Yeah, that's right. All right, just gotta get a drink, clear my head, rub my hand against my head, shake it yeah. off. Oh, she's an actress. She. Really oh, will. I'm gonna snarl. Oh, I regret, nodding in regret. She Isn't would go that? on to be in Prehistoric Women, 1950. Uncredited as the old crone. <laughs> <laughs> but it's really the sister Carolyn who shines as uncredited. She has no credits except for this one in which she has a credit. Okay, so now it's going to happen. Now she's going to be in front of uh, Lucky Wilder and owe money. And also, she's going to realize for the first time, May is a backstabbing skunk Wait. I'm here because May tricked me Molly tricked her oh excuse me sorry yes Molly yeah. Molly you're getting these two you know what? flappers I know why you confused why Molly's you know game why yeah and there's May well actually uh, my daughter's middle name is May as well Molly May you're kidding no so wow. I named it after the two stars of uh, Gambling with Souls I named my daughter that this is why I believe in Jesus. Coincidences like this, they just can't be. That you would do a movie with the same name, too impossible. Uh, or there's limited combinations of everything. You wanted uh, to see my boobs? Yes, please, yes, come please in. bring them in. Sit them down. Sit them down. Oops, dropped a pencil. So now Lucky is going to play it cool. He's like, oh, so you owe me $10,300. How would you like to pay? (laughs) Oh, well, let me just, yikes. (laughs) Do you accept diner card club? You could give me a check now, or we could arrange to pick up payment tomorrow. (laughs) And she's like, I don't have that kind of money. I have. He goes, oh, yeah. I'm sorry to interrupt you. You just see in his face, he goes, hmm, you don't. I'm pretending I didn't expect you to say that. Hmm. <laughs> what a sly dog. I have a, can I, can I give you my clout.com points? No, I'm sorry. Your clout.com points are no, are worthless here. <laughs> what about my Groupon? So what he's saying now is, don't worry, I'll just go get it from your husband. He's a doctor, right? Oh no, the shame. Oh, here comes the yeah. story again of the husband. Because the husband's a story. Yep. <clears throat> she disgraced her husband. The husband. Right. 
Well, I would just say, good, tell that fucking loser I fucking got ripped off by you fuckers, right? I mean, <laughs> is oh, honey, I'm glad we were able to repay the man who put me through prostitution. <laughs> well, she hasn't yet. She hasn't oh. yet. Here comes Molly's to smooth her up. Right. What's the matter? I've lost $10,000, and you know I can't pay any such sum as that. Oh, don't worry about it. Here, take a drink. Yeah, drink and shovels away. You always yeah. do. It's not hey. Mickey this time. You know that million-dollar tailor? He's wild about you. Why don't you let him take you out? I didn't introduce the character million-dollar tailor. Well, I uh, see there were tailors around here. I'm not far off. So he's yeah right. We talked about tailors, right? Yeah. And this, I guess, he does well in his business. He's a million-dollar tailor. <laughs> he tailors millions of dollars. Okay, so there's this character, and we he's met him, and they were he was at the lawn party and stuff, and his name is Mr. Taylor, and they call him a million dollars. So his, his name is Million Dollar Taylor. Oh, I got you. He's not really his occupation is not a tailor. It's just his name is Taylor. That's right. His and first name is Taylor, or his last name tailors. is Taylor? Hang on a sec. What's first that? name Taylor, or last name Taylor? Last name Taylor. He's Mr. Taylor. Oh, wow. Million Dollar Taylor. Million Dollar Taylor. I mean, I think he's primed for a comeback a name like that. Million oh, Dollar Taylor? Know. I want you to meet your date, May Miller the Killer. <laughs> <laughs> and in this corner, Million Dollar Taylor. Oh. Paying in at 200 oh. British pounds. Didn't they have the movies back in 1936? I mean, were your only choices indoor wrestling, outdoor boxing, and gambling? For yeah. entertainment? No, but I mean, there was, uh, you could go to see a Broadway type show. I mean, okay. Oh, here we go. You can see a... this show. Hey, oh, I'm the old timey crooner, and I'm here to croon to you. To the side of my mouth with a megaphone, I'm crooning <laughs> to you. <laughs> oh, you're crooning. Crooning to me. <laughs> See, all you have to do is sit through two hours of this show until something inspired happens. <laughs> she's out of here. Now she's going to have a car crash because she's so... Distraught or drunk know, again? Drugged out? Well, I guess she is Drunk, she uh, always seems to be, but wasn't she doing morphine? She had the car for it. She's fucked up, dude. Yup. <laughs> Here we are, next scene. I've heard that word before. Don't ever pin your faith on luck. It's dangerous. Oh, you just feel like that because. Is that the nurse is having a smoke? Oh no, she's playing makeup. Uh, no, this is this is Carolyn, the sister. Oh, this is your and your she, girlfriend. She's the one who's like uncredited in every role. Maybe she took her name off this movie. Ever put money ahead of happiness. Oh, baloney. You have money and you've been having a swell time. She's good. <laughs> She's the young... Don't make the mistakes that I did, darling. Oh, nothing. I guess I'm just upset. Well, honey, you can't upset um, me. I just want you to know, in 1930, Carolyn was on in Paramount on Parade um, huh. as Chorus Girl. <laughs> but th those are tough jobs. I mean, that's a that's a pretty professional thing. 
Yeah, well, that was just the beginning role for her, that kind of extra thing. She went on in 1931 to be in Little Caesar oh. as nightclub patron. Was she like uh, pizza patron number four? Yeah, she was Little Caesar nightclub Caesar. patron. Yeah, pizza, pizza. Pizza, pizza. Little Caesar, Caesar. And roll him. Pizza, pizza. Oh, he's so funny on set. He's always saying pizza and then pizza. Oh, he's great. You know what? That spear that he's holding sometimes it hits me in the eye, and I'm like, I just want to get a slice from it. Have you ever Check stuck? this out. Check this out. All right. Success finally came to Carolyn, okay, in 1933 when she appeared in the movie you know so well, King Kong. Oh, see, Fay <laughs> as New York theater goer. Oh, come on, Carl. This is, that's a good movie. I'm here to see a giant ape on stage because the boxing match has been canceled. <laughs> please, I, please sorry. do not uh, do not disturb the beast. I, excuse me. Can you uh, adjust my tuxedo? I'm going to see a giant ape handcuffed to, on stage on Broadway. Listen, mister, my name is Mr. Taylor. I'm not an actual tailor, right? <laughs> yeah. Your million dollars is no good here. I already got a million dollars. Right. <laughs> oh, your million dollar tailor. Listen, would you have my slacks? <laughs> okay, so now they're plotting, and what they're doing is they're giving million dollar tailor, who finances them, a little gift, and it's her for the night. Oh, that's the gift. Yep. Because there's honor among thieves. This movie is missing like Charles. Charles. They need like Charles Bronson or uh, Jason Statham or Bruce Willis as like I'll protect you. You know, like the the driver. I guess that formula hadn't been. No, there was no avenging angel, uh, uh, you know, (laughs) guy to save the prostitute movies. So now the husband is like, okay, because you crashed your car, the man's going to, they want to look. Oh, it's not that scene. Excuse me. Now she's telling the good news that he's won a trip to Chicago. Not one. He's been invited to a conference where he's going to talk about his new brain surgery technique. Seriously. Oh. And she's like, oh, great. A trip away is just what I need right now. And then he goes, no, no, no. You're not coming. (laughs) <laughs> Honey, that's terrific. Are you taking a rocket there? Honey, I'm a brain surgeon, not a rocket scientist. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that joke, yeah. Okay, but this frees her up tonight to go out with Million Dollar Taylor. So there they are having oh, a nice yeah, drink yeah, on yeah. the I hope you enjoyed it, this drink. I didn't roofie it. God, a lot of movies we watch, people get Mickeys in their drinks. Yeah, she got, you know, the thing is, she got slipped in Mickey, but it, all, it made her high. Like, she was right. happy the whole night. She, she, like, she so could wait to take her clothes it off. It wasn't malicious. Huh. Things were different back then. This is such a different world, Carl. You're so right. I can't imagine this <laughs> nightclub. I can't imagine uh, King Kong on stage. I can't imagine any of this <laughs> shit. <laughs> what do you say? What do you say? Get to see giant ape, eighth wonder of the world. Oh, there's only seven wonders of the world, mister. Yeah, not, a, not anymore. Checked out the local news. Extra, extra. Mid-afternoon yeah, extra. edition. Say, word on the street is you've got an eighth wonder. Step right <laughs> this way, pal. Yeah. Well, what's it to you, pal? You kind of an eighth wonder lover? 
What are you, one of them wonder lovers? What are you for? <laughs> oh, I just think Pico Machu Pico is lovely. That's all. Yeah. Don't yeah. get sore now. Uh, just... Who doesn't marvel at a pyramid? Okay, buddy. Okay, I'm just kind of messing your chops. Yeah, yeah. What you got, beef, pal? <laughs> The eighth wonder of the world in this. Now, yeah. Yeah. This, it's the real Mickey now. Million Dollar Taylor says, I'll loan you $1,000. Why don't you come by my apartment? I have lots of cash there and we'll pick it up. So she says, okay. And he gets there and no, says, here. I once had this. a friend, a broker friend, huh. to try to get me to invest in a refrigerating plant. Interesting. I wasn't interested. This is foreplay back then. <laughs> well, this isn't in a second it's gonna go down so yes this is oh wait she is drugged out there she is uh oh 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 boy you know the director did that to say it's a sloppy story look at her man she's really yeah she's unconscious and he's kissing her oh there you go a little trigger warning on this film she's just like it's like some sort of morphine thing she's just like Oh, so, so she's, she's like, no, no, but it's going to be yes. She's got her husband. Oh, here's a silhouette no. of it. Oh, and then we uh -oh. get to see the gown get tossed. Oh, something gets you. dropped on the floor. Waiting for oh, the other shoe to drop. That's you. a bra. That's her bra. Hey, yo. Yep. Uh, Any hose. That's Any hose. Yeah, another Any hose. That's the right arm. What else? She has Bracelet. One of those, she's a two-legged girl. Here we go. Oh. Full shoulder nakedness. Yeah, above the shoulder nakedness. Uh-oh, here comes the dress on the floor. And three, two. Boom. Ooh, panties. Yeah. You can tell from the skin marks on it. Oh, silhouette. That's her slip. Oh. She's fired? Yeah, here's your pink slip. You dropped your pink slip. Don't give me that pink slip. Here's your severance point. Uh, he's wearing his assault uh, tuxedo. Yes, he's out of it. She's... By laying prone, that implies a missionary. She oh, just... she just had sex. Yeah. E. Unconsensual. Well, she knew what was happening. I guess. Now, look, this no. is a good day for her. Good day for her because she comes down to I'll get $1,000 $1, out of debt. That's great. Only 9000 can you imagine if that ten thousand dollars was nineteen thirty six money? That would just yeah. wait a minute. Yeah. Now, a lot now in uh, one thousand dollars in nineteen sixty six is ten thousand dollars today. So wow, a hundred million dollars. Well, no, because it didn't. It wasn't until nineteen seventy that the inflation flew. Yeah. It's you used but to still, see this movie cost a nickel back then to watch and to make. Not to watch, to make. <laughs> yeah. So now he's saying, um, you know, okay, just like you said, okay, uh, that's a thousand dollars. You still owe me nine. And she's like, I don't have it. So he goes, look, Million Dollar Taylor's a good friend of mine. I know what you did last night. We can easily tell your husband that you cheated. Oh, no, not the husband. The movie spot's coming back again. This poor husband spurned. Look at Molly. Molly, she's just she smoking. Goes, You're going to take orders from Molly now. Look at, she realizes Molly's the one who tricked her. She set it up. I was a lure, a bait, a chimp. Uh, you're right. 
that's what happens right now. Oh, oh, I was chum. I was bait. I was a wiggling worm on a hook. I was another, <laughs> and of the sort. I was meant to She's purchase talking fish. to the husband. I wanted to tell you. Me. I hated those phone calls. I couldn't see you hurt. I was afraid it would ruin your career. Dr. Horror. Dr. Husband of a Hooker. You see her uh, acting. You can tell why she went on to prehistoric women. <laughs> Is his name Dr. Frank? And people would introduce them, Carl, as Dr. Frankenhooker? <laughs> That's right. Frankenhooker. Now, Carolyn was a great star. She went on to do a movie in 1940, Stardust, as Autograph Seeker. <laughs> you just... <laughs> autograph... Do I get a line? No, no line. No, no, no. Uh, I believe. I can't say, would you please give me your autograph? No, it's implied. It's implied. Got your book. It's implied. Yeah. All right. And action. I said action. Oh, well, yeah. I, I, the I'm waiting for the star to give me, uh, for me to ask for my autograph. No, you ask him for the autograph. Okay, now check it out. Now All check right. it out. We are no longer in a nice, swanky club. No, this is like We're a... in a crappy place. And Carolyn is kind of slumming it. Oh, Carolyn, the sister? The sister. Is she dancing? Well, no. She's just totally, without explanation, out with a bunch of scumbag people. Huh. There she is. Hey! Come on. Oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. Let me back up. Let me yeah. back up. There's our hero, May, as a call girl, and she's out with some guy who's like a scumbag in a scumbag club, and she's going to bump into Carolyn. Is she going to say, sis, how can you do this? Right. Okay, here we go. Okay, so this is a weird thing. This Listen to the sound. I'm be a fan dancer out there in Florida, show. I'm a fan dancer fan, you know. Oh, really? Looks like Watch George Bush. Young. Yes, don't do that. I had measles when I was three years old. <laughs> Careful. <laughs> what? Yeah, it sounds like uh, <clears throat> George W. and his wife, Laura. This is a hooker, and she's trying to hook, and this guy's just like a... a What's the word? Rube. He's a, he's uh, like a he's, not yeah, a fish. He's off the farm, yeah. Yeah, he's a hayseed. Yeah, he's a hayseed. That's right. He's a rubeski. He's gonna hey, she's gonna rube one out. With my hat there. Let's listen. He's okay. such an idiot. Let's do you listen. like the hat? Uh -huh. uh, well, you give me your address, and I get home. I'll send you a couple. I have a couple old ones up in the attic. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah, geez, don't do that. Now she runs away with Say, her for no reason. You gotta chase her. Right into the bedroom. Hey, wait well, a this is back where Hello, it's all You can see the shadow of the microphone as it moves along the wall in the foreground. I hope that's the microphone we're seeing, the silhouette of. <laughs> Boy, they didn't have Viagra back then. Well, they sure do now. Oh, they're playing the hat game. There's the mic. You see it? Yeah. It's done already. What I don't get is, like, does that count as, like, uh, it's not a sin if the prostitutes force you into the room, right? Well, they, yeah, they corralled her back there. I don't know why. Okay, so once again, we're in a scummy place, and so now we're going to have a cat fight. From sister to sister. 
And then they make a joke because the guy's like, you're going to ruin the joint with this joint's reputation. <laughs> That's a good one. This place is so bad. Ladies and gentlemen, we now present Lucky's Open Mic, hosted by Mike Spiegelman. Thank you, thank you. And I also want to thank Carl for not accepting the uh, host gig, allowing me to. <laughs> you suck. Okay, now, um, the doctor, her husband, oh. for some reason, is, is going to end up at this club. Maybe he was called there. I'm not sure how he gets there. Huh. But he's going to show up, and it's not going to be pretty. She's pretty wasted. Oh, boy. Have a drink, pal. She's like a zombie. Yeah, she hates her life. I mean, she's going through it like a... Right, like a zombie. Well, her soul. She has no soul now. She gambled with it. Yeah, listen, if there's a movie called Gambling with Souls, I expect the fucking devil front and center taking souls. I don't want this whimsical, like, oh, it was just an analogy about Metaphoric gambling. Metaphoric soul. Yeah. Okay, now our little whore goes into a room. <laughs> uh-huh. The same room we've seen before. the guy, I guess, bangs her in there. I don't know why. I think this is where she's waiting to get... One beer. Bang. One milk. Oh, wait. Okay, but this is what it is. Molly, when she became a whore, she had the decency to just run away from home and de- not trick her husband behind. Oh, I see. Okay, so Carolyn is looking for her sister with the husband. Oh, so now they just seated themselves in the seedy uh, club with well, the hotel upstairs. For some reason, upstairs. Molly and Lucky came in. I don't know why. They would be at their club doing their work. Why are they here? There she is. Look at Whoa. I have a brand new girl to dance to you. Hello. Oh, dancing girl. But dancing girl. Dance. I got the crew to you. I see you <laughs> dancing at the local gin joint. She's not dancing, though. She's putting her legs. You know what I mean? She's doing yeah. gymnastics. But she's, like, lifting her legs up. And uh, I've been trying to pause it, but... Now look, that Lucky is giving Carolyn the eye and making her very uncomfortable. Huh. He's wearing a tux for this, too. Yeah. And I bet you it's freshly laundered. He's a rich businessman. Oh, look yeah. Look at my butt, he says. Uh-huh. Oh, oh. Everyone. Uh, She's being pat, carried pat, away pat, leg pat. by leg. Oh, I can see under her I dress. I am a stereotype Italian immigrant, eh? Hot the mama. I got to see under her dress. <laughs> Look at my bush. <laughs> it's 1936. You yeah. know this is growing out of control. Trench mouth. Okay, fight. Another fight. Right. Oh, ooh, that was a good punch. Yeah, it was. That was right in the solar... Bi- Carolyn uh, likes it. They, I think they're just speeding it up. Oh, how drab, a boxing match outside the ring. I guess I'll watch. <laughs> yeah, they're so conditioned you know, to watching like, fights, they're just watching it. Right. It doesn't have anything to do with the plot. We've already established this as a low-class joint, and we've right. seen fights. These but the, the ladies love it because they're... Oh, oh yeah, a knife. Knife. That's not a knife. What the fuck are you talking about? This Ugh. is a knife. Crocodile Dundee. Oh, oh no. disappeared. I've, I've stabbed someone. Oh, now he went into the hooker alley. 
hallway. Yeah, he went down Hooker Alley. Okay, there. I guess he was the date from before. Oh. So oh. he's hiding. Hiding. Molly, I guess. Okay, so okay. this must be there. Like he's like, I'm a doctor. Lucky yeah. sees that Carolyn's alone. He looks like he's straight out of SCTV. He looks like now John Carolyn Candy. likes it. Why? Oh. Even John Candy, when he would play that kind of character in a tuxedo and yeah, he would. Uh, he Why? did a uh, what was it? Uh, he hosted. He was like a horror movie host guy. And he oh, like, when he was the vampire guy. Yeah. yeah. It was in 3D. Da da da. Ooh. <laughs> John Levitz did something like that on Saturday Night Live. He was trying to hypnotize as uh, hypnotize people. Huh. Okay, so now Lucky is inviting Carolyn, who he doesn't know it's the sister, to her his club, and she's uh. like, "Ooh, I love attention and money, and my sister does that." So okay. <laughs> now she look. The doctor hears a little horish voice. It sounds so familiar. <laughs> oh boy. Oh, sounds like my wife. Here's yeah, Phil Hartman. <laughs> yeah. Or Gary Kroger. Uh, oh, he looked wife, in. She husband, sees him. Wife. Husband. Wife. Huh. Ah. Ah, close the door. Oh. She's going to hide under the bed, or is there that fat guy still under there? He has his heart broke. Yeah, right. Hide under the bed. What are you doing under here? I t- okay. gets me off. Now. We are back at a class joint. And Whoa, that joint is can't can. Hello. Legs, legs everywhere. <laughs> Welcome to step class. You can tell it's the 30s because they're not doing this for the troops. Bingo. God, the 30s, huh? Crazy. So now she's like, it's like the beginning was for May. Carolyn is getting hooked. They're doing the hook part. Yeah. Oh, it's that, that music and the dance number that really entices people. Yeah. We're the Martin music is what hooks me about these places. That, that <laughs> pukey sounding clarinet <laughs> strings. Perpetually right. puking. It sounds like it's a hairball, the clarinet or something. A saxophone, like the sax, the kind of saxophone that's not sexy. <laughs> oh, he's trying to hook her on gambling, and she's not buying it. Here, put money on a number. It's my money. Go ahead, it's all in fun. What do I do with this? Put it on a number. All right. Sorry, I lost your money, Mister. <laughs> I'm a nice person. Oh. It's okay. They call. They still call me lucky. Oh, uh, what's this? Scientists this acclaim. This is just establishing that out in the straight world, doctors having a they good claim. career. Oh, she's, she's reading about it in the newspaper it. with a photo. Man, what a waste of paper. Look at how she's drinking. She drank. She shot that back like that. It's early. Chill. It's her morning paper. I know. Oh, it could be the uh, evening sun. It's the no, the it's the morning edition. sun. The late Claritin. Final call. Uh-oh. She's tired. She's sleepy. So hey, I guess go. the scummy club is where 
Frank does a bunch of prostitute business. I mean, um, Lucky does a bunch of prostitute business. Look who comes in the door. It's Carolyn. And finally, May takes notice. Oh, no. Do you see how Lucky threw a menu on the floor? (laughs) He did did not want to eat. Get this off. Chicken fingers. What kind of fucking menu is this? (laughs) This is my joint. We don't do chicken fingers. (laughs) Hi, cool. Can I get you an appetizer combo? What the fuck is that? Oh, that's uh, chicken fingers and uh, egg rolls with uh, popcorn shrimp. Yes. So now Lucky's like, what's the idea not paying off last week? He's like, well, I w- warned you about that raid. I thought we'd be square. And he goes, no, 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 pay me. Oh, there you go. I got to pay. Oh, you talking about the raid at the beginning of the film? I don't know. I don't think so because that hasn't happened yet. Yeah. Well, no, there's my... Oh, look, I'm out behind. Uh-oh. Look at you. You leave my sister alone. May? May I? Oh, May? yeah. It's too late. I love and your mind. Around, you. Yes, boss. Around. Carolyn's like, what's that noise? It sounds like my sister, the one who's been missing. Well, that's a way to crash a party right there. I know that bitch holla anywhere. <laughs> was that my sister being put to him at a club? Nah, nah, I don't think so. Why did you sit down? He goes, no, nah, it was a, a husband having a fight with a, a woman having a fight with her man, something like that. Yeah. Boy, that's dense. Oh, now she's telling the police everything. Well, yeah, except that she killed Lucky. She's not fessing up that. We're getting to it. We're getting close. You're right about that. Okay, here's Carolyn in the hospital, and she's recovering from an abortion. No shit. Yup. Oh, do they say the abortion word? Uh, they don't. Listen, yeah. See, it's this. Any doctor who would do this. Any doctor who would stoop to, to a thing like this is a disgrace to his profession. Says you. See a doctor. They, they just don't say actual abortion but they say everything about it so that the audience knows wow this film has everything now he's our doctor husband and he notices it's my (laughs) sister-in-law oh no my career why didn't you tell me why didn't you tell me I couldn't I couldn't I'm so ashamed Tell me. <laughs> it's all right. Yes. Your sister's you one too. Down the hall into really? The sister uh, no, has no, one no. too? Sister's, no, no, just a, yeah. a, a bad person. <laughs> she didn't have a. I don't want to say the word because they don't say it. All right. So she goes down the hall to the left. So this idiot goes to the right. Uh oh, they're in the same hallway. <laughs> Husband, wife? Husband. Why? We've seen this before. She's in there. She just had a you know. Wink, wink. (laughs) Really? 1936? Oh, sis. Sissy, sissy, Sicily. Oh. What brought you to this lowly face? 
Clank, clank, step, step closer, step closer. I love that. That's from the movie. You've come back. Yes, dear. You've come back to John. Such acting. Of course, darling. You're more dead air than our show. <laughs> I know. That's the sound of the movie, man. This is before they scored everything. And it was just a cheap production, that's all. Carolyn, right there, she was in King Kong, man. You know why. Just acting. I'm here to see a giant ape on the theater. I'm a theater goer. <laughs> I'm a theater goer, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait to see the giant ape on the stage. I drove all the way from New Jersey to see this. Cross the bridge. Now, you know that we know the term reefer madness. Right. But there was also one called marijuana in 1934. And that dive restaurant where Carolyn was slumming, that was, that's in that. No way. So I guess this guy just kept reusing his set. Oh, I mean, it must be his house in the diner down the street or something. Yep. Yep. Yeah, so there was a, a marijuana. I've seen that. I've seen Reefer Madness. I've seen Assassin of Youth, which is my favorite. And now, this, Carolyn yeah. is dead. No, really? Yup. Oh. And in May's mind, it was lucky. It, was he? Did she? Uh, who was the. F How can I put this? Was he the one who. Uh, Lucky's the club owner who, you know, said, you owe me $10,000. No, but did he, so, knock, did he knock up her sister? Uh, yeah. Or, uh, well, he, I don't know. But he brought the sister into a life in which she got knocked up and had an abortion and it killed her. Okay, so this guy's like, it's a happening again, Nabossa. It <laughs> is a raid. Raid? Yeah. The bugs, right? Yeah. So he's like off to tell everyone. Raid. It's a raid. It's a raid. Tup, tup. Raid. Raid. Tup, tup. Uh, All the termites get in here. Raid. We got a hotel for you. Oh, I love it. I can't wait to check in and then check out. Oh, well. <laughs> no, no. You, you do not. <laughs> I got some good news and some bad news. You can check in. Yeah, but what's the bad news? He is hiding what? Shit before they get raided? Uh, too late. Oh, a gun. A gun. Open the nose. door again. The barrel yes. of a gun just came in the room. And then a first person view of the killers looking at him. And the gun. We don't know who the killer is yet. Oh, it's. Holy. Look at that sneer. She is sneering. That's Her nostrils are flaring. She looks like Dick Tracy with those nostrils. Yeah, that's a Dick Tracy sneer right there. Yeah. Buddy. Yeah, see? Dick Tracy. That's how I used to talk, like a Gritty Robinson. He goes, don't be silly. You wouldn't kill a guy like me. And then, pow. Here we go. He's going to pow. How did Dick Tracy talk in the serials? He was like, listen, flat top. The law is... I don't, yeah, I don't remember. Talk, yeah. I know how... Um, oh. uh, I don't remember. I know how Warren Beatty did it. Okay, look, I'm pretend shot. Oh, I know. Oh, that was six bullets. Shot. He's still he's still standing. 
Full of... Uh, There's no blood anywhere. Lucky dead. Lucky yeah. go. And now she's going, I, I did it. Him. I killed him. Yes, I killed I him. I wish I could have done it a hundred times. <laughs> that doesn't make sense. That's what she says. Well, that was in uh, Gambling Without Souls, Gambling with Souls 2, 3, 4 to 101. <laughs> yeah. My wife has been dragged to a mire of so he's saying, can't you let my wife go? She was obviously duped. And he's, now the district attorney's not mad at her anymore. She shot him. He knows the backstory, but he's like, it's up to a judge and jury, not me. <laughs> yeah, I'll let her go. That's her. Hasn't she suffered enough? No, she shot a man. Yes, there is. You can give me back my wife. No, it's the story of a man. But that will have to be decided by a judge and jury. Oh, damn law. You darn rule of law. Damn rule of crime does not pay. <laughs> Thank yeah, you for the end. Wow. By the doors. All right. Well, that was it, ladies and gentlemen. Gambling with Souls. Carl, what did you think of the movie Gambling with Souls? I guess I enjoyed it. I don't know. It was a good choice for your film, Lots to Talk About. Oh, yeah, I guess so. I mean, this, these are classic movies. I know that Something Wild Video had it uh, available. and uh, So, you know, like during the 80s, people made fun of these movies. But, yeah, it was a pre-code. It was good. It was exciting. And, uh, mm -hmm. yeah, I, I don't recommend it. Special show next week, right? Yes. So that's – thank you, Carl. We're not going to play a trailer, but we'd love for you to uh, still – relish the time because next week uh, next Sunday we have a special show with a live audience we are part of the San Francisco Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival Mutiny Radio Comedy nice. Festival 4th Annual and they're including shows so we will be doing the most ambitious show to date we are listen I'm, my friends this is going to be epic we are going to have it's going to be a major party so listen to this. Carl will be in New Jersey on the phone. Here in San Francisco, we are opening up our studio in our performance space where I will be there on a live mic with an audience and Carl will be on the speaker uh, of the, uh, the stereo and we will be watching a movie projected on the wall with one of the movie creators. So it will be Tim Pizza will be our guest. We'll have a guest. I'll be on stage with him. Carl will be on the speaker and we will watch his movie. Uh, we will talk over it. And then we will watch Ratfinka Boo Boo, the great, great film from the 60s, which was on our seventh show. And uh, I, when I, I knew about it from Golden Turkey Awards, the Medvit book, and I saw it on TCM, and I just love this film, and it's on YouTube. And it's my favorite bad movie, my favorite good movie. <laughs> Ratfinka Boo Boo. Ratfinka Boo Boo. So that'll be uh, next week, along with Tim Pizza, with a with a short. We'll be uh, and we'll have an audience. We already have reservations. If you go to Eventbrite and type in Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival here in the Bay Area, you will uh, see a link and you can reserve tickets. And people have reserved tickets, Carl. Free tickets. Free tickets. Yeah, we love a donation. The station, of course, and uh, the station as part of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival have live stand-up comedy shows that will be here in the station, as well as broadcasting as usual, and available as podcasts. And these comedians are from around the country, so it's not just all the good San Francisco comics. It's other comics. Yep. Yeah. So uh, you should check that out, uh, Carl. Why don't you go ahead and let us know what's going on, and I'll get the end music ready for the show. Okay, so um, 
March 24, we also have something with the podcast. It's called the Promote Your Podcast Comedy Show, and it's in New Jersey. Sorry, San Francisco. But you could fly here, but I know you won't. So oh, yeah. Mike Spiegelman will be appearing by a Skype on this show. Okay, I'm going to try my best to somehow tape that. I don't know what I can – I don't know. I'll yeah. figure it out. Oh, it's going to be true. I'll be live. It's a Sunday. Well, all right. Well, that sounds great. I, I'm looking forward to performing on Skype live to your uh, Scotty's in New Jersey in Springfield. Scotty's Pub and Comedy Cove. Yeah, the good old steakhouse. So, uh, well, thank you guys. So next week is our special live show. If you're in San Francisco, we would love for you to be here and be part of the audience. If you're not, check it out. We drop every Sunday on iTunes and other podcast uh, services as L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. That is our acronym. And uh, we are all over social media, and we're still right. existing. We're here for another week, right, Carl? Yeah. Yeah. Yep, that's right. And all live right. next week. Live next week. Buy tickets. Uh, yeah, tickets. buy tickets. Come support tickets. us in San Francisco. All right, well, that's it. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, I fucked up again, Carl. Oh, well, thank you still, because that's cool. It, you know what it is? It's entertaining. Yeah. All right. Well, we're, oh, we'll be more professional next week. All right. I can pull my guitar up. Bye. Bye. See you soon. My, my turn-ons are sad sheets. I like to pee outdoors. You should follow me on Twitter. Jokes to Carl. Not duh like duh. Oh, that's what. It's duh like French. So it's jokes to Carl. Follow me now. With Michael Spiegel Man. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit face McRat. <laughs> Asiento, take a seat at Asiento on 21st and Bryant. Meet friends for a drink, have delicious tapas and a relaxed community atmosphere. Asiento honestly is a wonderful place. They have incredible bartenders and board games all over the walls. Trivia on Mondays, Taco Tuesdays, First Wednesday live jazz, live DJs Thursday, parties. The food is darn good. Special happy hour prices all night long with your Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival ticket March 1st through 5th. Check out the schedule at www.asientosf.com. Come take a seat. I had a date there and it did not go well. But it wasn't the fault of the place. They're very nice. Asiento.
hungry for a burger? Mutiny Radio thinks you'll find the best burger in San Francisco at Counter Offer, located inside Bender's Bar and Grill. Counter Offer's menu aims to please your drunk face. Tater tots are served daily. On Tuesday nights, Counter Offer serves specials off the Taco Bell menu, only better. You can enjoy your favorite Taco Bell item without the guilt. Counter Offer uses only fresh 